Welcome, listeners, to the podcast with Trevor Crabb. So glad you could join us. On today's episode, we have a featured guest. Today we'll be talking about what makes us human and created in Christ's image. So without further ado, here we go. Welcome back, everyone. So today we have a special guest with us, Mr. Daniel Keniston, a uh, podcast connoisseur, I'd like to say. <laughs> Welcome, Mr. Keniston. Thank you for you. having me. Thank you for uh, joining us today. So my first question for you is, who are you, really? Just tell us about yourself, really. Yeah, besides being a podcast connoisseur, which I am, mm-hmm. I teach history, government, and economics at Push Ridge Christian Academy. Um, in my spare time, I enjoy running uh, and hanging out with my year and four-month-old son. And Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, what else do you want to know? Um, oh, man. There's so much about you, Mr. Kennison. But my second question for you today is, what does it mean to be created in Christ's image as a fellow Christian? Yeah. So I think the idea of being made in the image of God um, refers primarily to our nature, that we are, we are, we were made good, that we have goodness in us, and that we're capable of goodness. Um, but of course that, we have also the freedom of choice, and we choose evil. So I think primarily the idea of being made in the image of God means that we have, uh, uh, in a much smaller degree of course, God's ability to reason, God's ability to forgive, God's ability to uh, understand and to think deeply and to communicate and to uh, uh, to love and those things that that other animals though they display those in some degrees some of them not in the depth that we do so I think that's really at the heart of what it means to be in the image of Christ I like that answer it's a great answer so my next question is with those traits that come along with that what makes us human what separates us you mean like what separates us from other species? Other species, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it is exactly those. It's our ability to reason um, is, is far superior to any other animals, right? Mm-hmm. Our ability to communicate is far deeper than any other animals. Uh, but of course, beyond that, I think it's the endowment of soul, that we have an eternal soul that, that had a beginning but does not have an ending, that we are, uh, in some degree, some part of us is eternal. And I don't think that's true. Of, of other species, of other animals. I think that they can communicate, they can show affection, they can do a lot of things that we can do, and we're often surprised by the things they can do, but not to the depth we can, and of course, they're lacking that, that eternal component that we have. Yes. So, to follow up on the being a Christ believer, what do you think our mission is, or what, are, what is our purpose? Yeah, I think as often as possible, as followers of Christ, our purpose is to reflect Christ, to, to, to be that kind of relay beacon. I mean, in Scripture, it tells us that we are the hands and the feet of the body of Christ. So I think that would be our purpose. Our purpose is to do the things that Jesus did, uh, do the things that Jesus wants us to do, to serve, to love, um, to, to help those who cannot uh, help themselves, um, and, and to, to in so doing, give God the glory, reflect that back to him, to bring him that honor. Very good. I like that perspective. So you've read the book Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, right? I have, yes. So after reading that book, what do you think of the creation of Fra- of cre- the creation that Frankenstein made? What are, what are your thoughts on it? 
I was actually really surprised. So I had not read the book until you mentioned that you were going to talk to me about it. So I went and read it recently. And different from what I remember and what kind of exists in culture, I was really surprised at the monster's ability to reason, the monster's ability uh, to, to introspect and to, to show a lot of those human qualities that, that we talked about, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that I was very, very surprised that he is, uh, I mean, he's described in most of pop culture as being large and imposing, but the dexterity, the quickness, and um, the language abilities, I was very, very impressed. I did not uh, know that from the original source. So that's kind of my, my initial impression of him. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So in the book Frankenstein, is the monster human or is he not human? How would you, say, how would you describe it? Yeah, I really thought a lot about this. Um, and, I'm, and I'm hoping that my answer is not kind of a cop-out here, but I think that based on our standard, which is to say um, what I've said before, that we are endowed with an eternal uh, spirit and that we are capable of reason those things, that, that by our former standard, I don't know if I would call him human entirely because they don't really speak to his soul. I mean, and they're very vague about it, right? He, when Frankenstein is relaying the story of how he created the monster, he says, you know, the spark that I endowed him with, and, and the monster refers to that later. And he talks about, he's intentionally vague, right? And the reasons he gives in the book is so that people can't copy what he did, because he doesn't want it to be copied. Mm. But in being vague, I would say, well, there's not enough evidence, almost guilty until proven innocent here. He's not a human until proven human. And I think Mary Shelley intentionally stops short there and does not tell us. Um, so based on that, I would have to say, lacking the evidence, he's not human. However, I think that in the world that Shelley created, because that's by our standard, in the world that Shelley created there, in this fictional book, I would say that he is human. Uh, that, that in her, if, if we're going by her parameters, I mean, the, the monster, as it were, he, he has purpose, he has desire, he has introspection, he has reason, he has all emotion, all these things that we would attribute to humans. So I think that in, in if you will, if we'll go meta, we'll zoom out from the book, in our world, no. Lacking the evidence to make a definitive answer. But in the, the world that Shelley has created, I think we kind of have to say yes. I think that's maybe part of what she was getting at there. Maybe, I don't know. Interesting. I like all the perspectives you've got going on here. Thank you. It's very, very just eye-opening. Sure. So, my next question for you, what are your thoughts on the Great Commission as it is summed up in a way to be our purpose, our commission, if you've read it before? Yeah, refresh me though. I'll read it to you right now. Yeah. Starting in a little through uh, verse 18. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Yeah, so... I think that speaks kind of towards what I was saying earlier, uh, this idea of what it, what it means to be, what our purpose as Christians, right, is to reflect that glory, re reflect the image of Christ. And in so doing, as he says there, therefore, the next logical thing there would be to baptize, to welcome people in, to share that good news. Um, so I think that that plays in well. And, and of course, in the book, in Mary Shelley's book, uh, uh, I mean, there's hardly any reference to it. They talk a lot about religion. They talk a lot about God, paradise lost, and these, you know, uh, God and creation. But but I think they really fall short of, of portraying that, right? And, and that would be the evidence that I'd be looking for in saying, is he human or not? Is if they give the evidence here, and then therefore he's not. But, but 
you know, she stops short a lot of the time. She, she leaves that vague. Mm. Thank you very much for your time, Mr. Kennison. Absolutely. I'm sure the viewers very much enjoy this. And uh, maybe on the next episode, maybe sometime down the road, we'll see each other. Yeah, hopefully. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And welcome back, everyone. That interview with Mr. Keniston gave us some good insight, some I've never seen. Now that our featured guest has answered, I believe that it is my turn. First off, what makes us human? Mr. Keniston had good explanation of that. We were made good and capable of it. And since we are also created in Christ's image, it gives us a bigger ability to reason, forgive, understand, love, and etc. Far more than any other species or creature. And so as Christians, knowing this, it really gives us purpose too. To use those abilities, we were given to the glory of God and to reflect God himself. I mean, have you ever seen a patient or reasoning javelina? That's what makes us humans created in Christ's image. And our purpose also being found in Matthew 28, 18-20, the Great Commission. After reading Frankenstein by Mary Shelley in class, I was faced with this question on whether or not Frankenstein, the cre- Frankenstein's creation was good or bad. Like Kennison said, at first it was surprising that the creature was able to have such close resemblance traits to a human. But now that I think about it more, I think it was a bad idea because of it. Because it had those abilities, like human, but it also had the ability to murder and destroy villages, and it wanted to. It makes him a threat to society. You put it you put so many people in danger, like William and Justine, that it's just not worth it. Which leads him to whether he was human or not. I say no because of what Kennison said too. He has no soul, unless you can prove that he does. He doesn't show distinctly that he does. So that's where I'm at. And that that basically covers all of the same questions. Thank you for listening to this episode, and see you next time.